Can you say Godspeed? <laughs> exactly what he said. Ooh. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to the Dog Friendly KW podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. So today we have a really fun topic. We are talking about something that both Justine and I love. So uh, we are talking about camping with your dog. So we know we can't go camping right now due to um, lockdowns, but this uh, we hope this episode will help inspire you or prep you to go camping one day, hopefully sooner than later, with your pup. So let's jump right in. Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. And today we are talking about camping with your dog. So um, we talked a little bit about camping in the adventure episode. And that one was so action packed that we wanted to dig into some of the individual activities in a little bit more depth because there were there was just so much information. So today we're going to dig into camping. So we're going to talk about, to get us started, the kind of the different types of camping and where you can go. Yep. So the one that um, I'm a big fan of, because I have two small dogs, is front, front country camping. Wow. Front country camping or car camping or walk-in camping. Um, these are typical uh, campsites that you find at like most Ontario provincial parks um, or conservation mm-hmm. areas even. So like a lower gorge or Valence Lake, etc. So uh, those are really, really easy. You just drive in or have a short walk into your campsite. And uh, that's, uh, that's a really popular one for families and dog owners for sure. I love, I do love front country. I would say as somebody who's done a fair amount of backcountry, I've like grown in the last year or so to appreciate front country camping just for its simplicity. You like, you don't get the super secluded experience, but I mean, you can throw everything in the car. You don't have to spend hours packing and planning and making sure your food is prepped and small. And it's just so much easier to plan and get ready for. So I certainly appreciate the simplicity of that type of camping. And it's nice because you can bring a bigger tent and larger equipment, which makes it easier with a dog. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the next type uh, would be backcountry. So your, your options for that are either hiking or paddling. So canoeing or kayak. Um, we have not done any backcountry with Marshall, but we've done a lot of backcountry, um, on our own, but not with a dog at this point, um, because he was too young of a puppy to even try to embark on an adventure like that. We also have crown lands, conservation areas, like I quickly mentioned, and private campgrounds. So, um, the one thing about crown land is that you're kind of on your own. Just Mm -hmm. know that you're out and about. Um, hardly any rules, so to speak. Um, 
conservation areas and private campgrounds are more rule ridden. And Ontario parks. I was just going to say much like Ontario parks. So be aware of that. Um, I personally love rules, especially the keep your dog on a leash rule, just saying. Um, But uh, yeah, just be aware of the rules and regulations when it comes to bringing your dog to to areas like conservation areas and private campgrounds. Yeah. And crown land, there might not be like super explicit rules about your dog, but there, I mean, there still are rules and you still need to respect the environment and respect nature. And you want to stay on trails and, you know, make sure your dog isn't disturbing wildlife or plants. Um, and like you have to, everything you carry in, you have to carry out. So all of your garbage, like you've got poop bags if your dog you know poops in a really obvious spot you can't really just leave it there um, and you got to carry that out with you so that's something to keep in mind with crown land and most of those opportunities are backcountry and there aren't many within a few hours of kitchener waterloo so you're going further north for um, more crown land opportunities what do we have next we have Planning. Justine, your favorite thing. I love planning. It's my favorite thing to do. Uh, Yeah. So we were going to talk about like planning, location, how to choose a campsite. So particularly if you're going back country, you're going to want to plan your route and you're going to want to know where you're going and how long it is and you know, what's the terrain like. Um, If you're paddling, make sure your dog can sit in the canoe for that long. You might say like, Oh, a kilometer isn't that long, but if you're an inexperienced paddler and if there's waves kilometer paddle might be unpleasant. So yeah, know the weather, know your route, know what your dog can handle. Um, planning for car rides. So like how long can your dog, I think we've talked about this before. How long can your dog be comfortable in the car? Do they do well in the car? Can they handle going all the way up to Killarney, which is five hours? What else, Ken's? We've got um, just be aware of access as well, like Justine mentioned, and um, also just sun and shade. So certain campsites do have more sun versus shade. If you have a heat sensitive dog, maybe getting a full sun um, campsite isn't the best option. So just things like that. Uh, Ontario Parks is really good for um, giving it a short description of the campsites. So i.e. how private it is, how much sun it gets, is it gravel, is it sand, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, that's something to keep in mind as well. Yeah. And I mean, the season, of course, right? Like if you're going in July and if I was going with my dog, Marshall, who's a Northern breed and um, doesn't do well, like it's like 20 degrees today and he was scorched in the sun. So even my dogs were, they were, they were panting and I'm like, wow, you guys pant. (laughs) So like I would go for like full shade if I was going in like the, the peak of the summer, um, So yeah, always keeping kind of the weather um, in mind when you're bringing your dogs. And next we're going to talk about how to prep and some gear you might want to think about, right? Yeah, this is a good one. So when taking your dog camping for the first time, um, yeah, you will need to definitely have quite a few uh, items in available to you. Uh, most importantly, things like a long line. So your dog has to be leashed, uh, yes. at most 
areas. So conservation, Ontario parks, um, things like that. So make sure you've got a long line or a harness. So your dog is uh, attached to something at all times. And if you have a long line, please use a harness because I have heard just like absolute horror stories of dogs being injured um, with long lines being clipped to just regular flat um, collars and they can actually get incredibly injured if they bolt and chase after a squirrel, for example, and they're on a long line. So get a harness. They're the safest. Um, and they can't like sneak out of it either or slip out of it. A couple other things I'll just name off. We've got a crate if your dog is crate trained. So obviously try and bring that if you can. A that life jacket. Crate is key. That was a mm-hmm. lifesaver when we took Marshall when he was a puppy. There you go. Yep. yep. A uh, life jacket, obviously, if you're planning on doing any sort of water sport, any sort. Um, uh, bed, possibly. Blankets, obviously. Cooling, heating devices is really important. So like a cooling vest or a cooling pad or sweaters or more extra blankets, things like that. Um, always bring extra food. Really good in case of emergencies. Who knows? You have to stay an extra day or maybe you just want to stay an extra day. Especially if you're backcountry too. Like if you were to get stuck for whatever reason, if you're paddling, I've been in situations before where the weather was bad and if it didn't clear up, like we weren't paddling out. Yeah. (laughs) And in those cases, right? Like you need to have backup food for your dog. Um, So yeah, plan, plan for an extra day or two just in case. Yeah. And the last couple is water, obviously. Always bring extra water. We always bring um, our own water. Um, Poop bags, duh. We always need poop bags. What dog owner doesn't carry poop bags everywhere with them? Okay, sometimes I forget, but I mean, other than that, I always have poop bags on me. Good. All right. Good cover. (laughs) And lastly, tent size. I have a really funny story. I have two small dogs under 15 pounds. We are two humans. We have an eight person tent. Again, we do. You guys are also like two small humans. Like neither of you is like very large. Exactly. (laughs) And we have an eight person tent because of our dogs. So we are extra and the dogs love it. bougie. They are. And uh, we did that to accommodate our dogs, though. So if you need a bigger tent, maybe a four person tent isn't great for uh, two people and a larger dog, say like Marshall, um, who knows, but just be aware, you know, tent size does matter. You heard it here. Ten, ten sizes <laughs> matter. So on that note, we are going to take a break and uh, we're going to come back for Celebrity Pup of the Week. Well, we all know what time it is. It's time for the Celebrity Pup of the Week. Celebrity Pup of the Week. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
right. Who do we have this week as our celebrity pup of the week? So this week we have a very special large doggo. His name is, drumroll, Juno the White Chef. Woohoo! <laughs> Juno's so handsome. Yeah, Juno is a white German Shepherd or a white Shepherd, um, and he is beautiful. Um, he loves adventuring and trying different dog sports. So we've met um, Juno and Juno's mom a few times at different agility um, workshops and things like that. And he's such a good boy, and he's always out adventuring with his mom. Um, loves checking out trails around uh, Kitchener Waterloo, and his pictures are just beautiful. His mom does a beautiful job uh, with his photos and um, showing off him in different patios around when it's not locked down and things like that. So, do you know the... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say we've been tagged in so many pictures from Juno. It's always off having the best time. Well, there you have it. This week, our Celebrity Pup of the Week is Juno the White Chef. Go check Juno out. J-U-N-E-A-U, the White Chef, S-H-E-P. He is super handsome. Go follow him on Instagram. Welcome back to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your host, Justina McKenzie on Midtown Radio KW. Today, we are talking about camping with your dog, which is, yeah, literally our favorite thing to do. So I feel like it's my favorite thing just below going to airbnbs with my dog now because i as i get older appreciate things like sleeping in a bed because you're old (laughs) af right (laughs) all right so let's talk about safety we've got a long list so we're gonna try not to go on like a tangent on all of these um but these are all really important so like number one ticks so like Flea and tick prevention, make sure your dog is on it and make sure you check your dog for ticks because they are running rampant this year. And especially for camping, um, you'll want to make sure your dog doesn't have any of those bad boys attached to them. Yeah, even in even in the city, even in Kitchener Waterloo, mm-hmm. there are ticks that are out and about. Um, so just be aware of that. Always check your dog, check in between toes, check behind ears, check everywhere. Either uh, a lint roller is a really good tool. Uh, if mm. you come right out of the bush and you, you lint roll your dog right away, uh, sometimes that does uh, help pick them up before they bury into the thicker coated breeds. So just something to think about. Um, yeah. Prevention is key, though, having your dog on something that'll um, not lead to Lyme disease would be great. Yes, (laughs) definitely. And on that note, you also want to make sure that your dog should be fully vaccinated before you go camping. Puppies who have not had their full set of vaccinations, so they're under 16 weeks, should not go camping. We had two camping trips planned last summer that we canceled because Marshall was too young and not vaccinated yet. 
And we waited until after he got his, all of his shots. I think he was around 18 weeks when we took him on his first trip, which was our trip to Niagara. So make sure, cause they're exposed to more things when they're camping, whether it be, um, like different sources of water, other dogs, like just, you can't be careful enough. Worms. Yeah. yeah. Anything, anything goes. So just, uh, be aware of that. With that being said, something that is really important to always have on hand is a first aid kit. Yep. So, um, here we've got Benadryl, um, a saline solution, wrap gauze, possibly a splint of some sort, obviously a tick remover after our last conversation and lastly a muzzle. So, um, Justine has a really good example of that. Yeah. So I would say if you require one to do first aid on your dog, or if you're not fully confident that you could do first aid on your dog, or you could pick them up and carry them to get medical care if they needed it, um, then bring a muscle with you. So dogs are so different when they're in pain. Um, Marshall hurt his shoulder uh, late last fall and he was pretty nasty. Um, and we immediately bought a muzzle in the event that that ever happened again, because I couldn't imagine being on a camping trip and having to transport him somewhere and him being, you know, aggressive, but aggressive because he's in pain, it's pain aggression, um, and not having a muzzle on hand. So if you think that might be an issue for your dog, just have one on hand get them comfortable with it. There's nothing wrong with that. And it will ultimately help you, you know, keep your dog safe. Exactly. Yeah. That's really important. <laughs> um, one other really important topic is water safety. So we did mention um, before that having a life jacket is very important. Um, this is really important when it comes to things like canoeing or kayaking with your dog or paddle boarding with your dog. Um, Anytime the dog is on a um, open water, you know, your dog can be the best swimmer in the world, but what happens if, you know, anything can happen. So better safe than sorry, life jacket on your dog. Yes. I was on a canoe trip a couple of years ago and we had a dog with us and we were paddling in Georgian Bay. Don't recommend it. Um, and we actually capsized one of the canoes and it was very wavy and the dog was in the capsized canoe and he had to swim to the shore. He got to the shore and he was so stressed that he immediately threw up. So I cannot imagine if he hadn't been wearing a life jacket, how stressful that situation would have been for that dog in that moment. That would have been even, he was obviously very scared and that would have been even scarier for him if we hadn't had him in a life jacket. So you never know if your dog were to get hit in the head, if you capsized your canoe and it were to be unconscious, like you need your dog to be wearing a life jacket. It's so important. Um, and plus they look adorable. Like there is nothing cuter than a dog wearing a life jacket. I'm sorry, but there's nothing cuter. Agreed. Agreed. And they have like a little handle. You can just pick them up. It's so convenient. Yeah, for the little dogs, yeah. <laughs> but even to have like a full handle, if Marshall's like getting out of hand, just to have a big handle on his back to grab, love it. Very so handy. True. Um, next is check your site for any dangers. So when you arrive at your campsite, um, have a good look around. Um, we ran into an experience um, where we did not do that and there was a wasp nest living underneath a tree my dog got stung twice my husband got stung like 
five times. Uh, So just be very aware of your surroundings. Check for any dangers. Check for anything that could potentially hurt your dog or yourself. And um, if you do that first, then you're good. Yep, definitely. And we already mentioned this, but just be mindful of the weather. Make sure you're prepared for, you know, hot, cold, whatever is is coming your way. Make sure you and your dog are both prepped for that. Um, And also keep your dog close to you, right? You don't want them. We talked about coexisting with wildlife on the podcast last week. Um, When you're camping, same rules apply. Make sure your dog is respecting the space of other animals. Keep them leashed up and near you. Okay, we're boring everybody talking about safety. Who wants to talk about safety? Let's talk about fun things you can do when you go camping. Yes. Mackenzie, what is your favorite thing to do when you go camping? Lay on the beach and drink seltzers. That sounds so magical. (laughs) With my dogs. (laughs) Right? I just want to share a seltzer with my dog on the beach. Yeah, that would be wonderful. I know. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Aside from that. Anyway. uh, Yeah. Hiking, walking, swimming, i.e. finding a dog beach. Yep. All super relaxing, fun things to do with our pups. Um, As mentioned before, we've got canoeing, um, kayaking, paddle boarding. Yep. If you love birds, bird watch. That's great. Oh my God. Marshall would love to bird watch. There you go. I don't love birds, but he would love that. I also love to do training with him. So we're just like hanging around the campsite. Like I love just like teaching him to do tricks and doing fun like trick training, keeps him busy. And I don't know. That's like, I enjoy that. Play frisbee. Oh yeah. Or like fetch or tug. Yep. Um, and yeah, just, you could, you could even practice, you know, stuff you practice at home outside of the home, like IE place. So place is a really good activity where you have your dog sit on place or on their mat and you just let distractions go by. And that's a great activity to do with your dog. So, oh, and obviously cuddle by the fire. Hello. That's what your dogs love to do. That's all they want to do camping. That is literally there. That's what, if they could do that every day, all day, that's what they would do. (laughs) That's amazing. So um, that was, I hope, super informative. And I hope for anybody who has thought about taking their dog camping feels more equipped to do so. Um, We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back for a lightning round to give you some tips on how to prepare your dog or puppy to go camping. Stay tuned.
It is now time for our lightning round. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Okay, Kenz. Uh, you go. You go first. You ask a question first. Okay. Question. My dog has never been camping. What is the best advice you would give to a new camper? So you have a new dog or you're new to camping. Um, the first thing I would recommend is getting your dog acclimated to a tent. Um, so set up in your living room, set it up in your backyard, um, get them comfortable with it, whether that's just for letting them sniff in it or having like a backyard camp out so they get comfortable. Um, use a crate if they're crate trained. Um, most of our initial trips with Marshall, all of our trips to date, um, he has slept in a crate because he is crate trained and he has never slept outside his crate. Camping is no exception to that. Um, and my other big thing would be, you know, make sure your dog is familiar with outdoor spaces. So get them comfortable with lots of new situations, lots of new people, parks, trails. Um, just make sure they are totally familiar with those types of spaces and lastly, you can also just ease your way in. So try out like a dog-friendly yurt or an unserviced cabin, maybe an Airbnb. Get them used to sleeping outside the home, but you don't have to go like the whole nine yards and do the whole camping thing. That's great advice. I like that a lot. Nicely done. Thank you. Um, okay, Mackenzie, as an owner of a more sensitive dog, um, and as somebody who is actually pretty terrified of thunderstorms, um, what do you recommend doing when there's a thunderstorm in a tent and your dog is like not having it? So first things first is know your dog. So exactly that. If you know your dog is afraid of thunderstorms, be prepared. So you can bring tool, different tools like a thunder shirt, or yeah, if your dog's more comfortable in a crate, bring a crate so that they feel safe. Um, if my dog's, it's so funny, she's normally afraid of thunderstorms, but in a tent under the covers cuddling with us, she is a hundred percent fine, does not care. So, so weird. It's very weird. Maybe bring a chewy, you know, bring some chewies, keep them occupied, let, you know, keep their brains going, maybe play some games, try and distract them. Thunderstorms typically, like, they don't last forever. They they really don't. So you just have to distract them for that short period of time. And um, just, yeah, just, just know your dog and have coping mechanisms ready on hand to be able to take on that situation if it does happen. Yes. And that is such good advice. The only thing I would add is check the weather. Oh, yes. So, you yes. know, right. You, so you can be like mentally and physically prepared for the idea that you might have a thunderstorm. Yeah, definitely. Cool. <laughs> well, there you have it. That was our very short and snappy, but of course, informative lightning round about preparing your dog for camping. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode about camping. We really hope that you found some inspiration to take your pup camping at some point this summer, lockdown pending. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Woof, woof.
It oh does. Oh my god. Oh. So good. Okay. Let's wrap it up. Oh. And the seas are getting Good one. And it is getting Okay. 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 All right. Well,